Isaiah chapter 6. And make sure you get a Bible. There's Bibles uh, in the pews. If you don't have a Bible, grab a Bible. If you'd like a Bible and you need a Bible, amen, you come see me. I'll get you a nice Bible. And we have Bibles, uh, free Bibles to give out. Amen. The Word of God is, is the most precious thing known on, on the earth. Amen. There is nothing more precious than the Word of God. Amen. It is the only thing by which we know God. Without the Word of God, you cannot know God. Right. You cannot know God without the Word of God. It is completely impossible to know God with, without God's Word. You'll just have a bunch of people, a bunch of flesh, and eventually man will destroy as he always does. But thank God we have his word that keeps us in line and unites and brings people to Christ, and we can know God through his word. Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah, what a great prophet that God had used. Amen. And I always say that God's word was never, um, there was a time where God's word was given. But there was never a time where God's word was written. God's word was written forever in heaven, the Bible says. Uh, it's an eternal book. Uh, the, the, there was never a time where God's word um, came about. It's an eternal book, amen? It always was. It always uh, is and it always will be. And the Bible uses phrases like, and it came, uh, the word of God came, amen? The word of God uh, came to Jeremiah. The word of God came, and the word of God came uh, to the men of God. And they, the Bible says, and they wrote it down as they were moved by the Holy Spirit of God. And what a precious book we have, the very words of God that we hold in our hands. Let's all stand as you, uh, you uh, turn to Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah 6. The Bible says in Isaiah 6, verse 1, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Oh, what beautiful angels they were. Beautiful angels. You know, man still worships angels on earth. Mankind still worships angels. God rebuked them for it in the Bible. Don't worship angels. We still worship angels. You'll know, go and some, visit somebody and they'll have all these angels everywhere. And it's, they'll say, oh, I just love the angels. Yeah, I know you do. I can see. We worship. We worship angels. They're, they're beautiful creatures. But we're going to see someone more beautiful here. Amen. Above us stood the seraphims. Each one has six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, oh God, I pray by the Holy Spirit of God, Lord, that you would come and fill this place. Lord, we are people that have been created in your image marred and scarred and defiled, Lord, because of the bloodline of Adam. 
that passed on for that all have sinned. And Lord, we were born sinners, but now we will no more die a sinner because the blood of Christ intervened and washed our sins away. And oh God, I pray that you would help us along this path. Fill us with your spirit. Lord, as your people, I pray, Lord, you'll anoint us with your word. Father, not, Lord, in our mind, but in our hearts. May we have a fervency. May our walk get closer. And, Lord, stir us up to seek you and your face. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, Lord. Lord, we've been praying. But now, Lord, help us to seek your face. Give us that desire and zeal to seek you with all of our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. In the year that King Uzziah died, Uzziah was the king of Judah, a great king. He, the Bible says he reigned 52 years, and that was a long time for a king to reign in Judah. And Isaiah at this time, he was probably, I'm not sure, middle age, but he was a younger prophet. And it was amazing that the king would have the man of God uh, close by him. Amen. And Uzziah kept Isaiah and other prophets of God uh, close by them so it would help their reign. And Uzziah was a great king. Uzziah uh, um, had uh, the uh, nation of Israel prospering and uh, things went very well. And the Bible says that whenever uh, Uzziah walked with God, whenever he sought the Lord, that the nation prospered in his hands. But there came a time when Uzziah fell from God and was exalted above his own self. And the Bible says that he took the incense that was only meant for the priests to offer unto the Lord, and he did it himself because of the blessings that God had bestowed on him, because of the, uh, the strength that God had bestowed in him, that it exalted Uzziah to a point where he thought that as king he can do whatever he desired. He went into the temple, and the Bible says that as he was about to pour the incense on the altar, that leprosy ran even unto his forehead, and he died, set aside, set apart as a leper. But he was a king, and it's sad to see. I know men, uh, great men that have fallen in the end of their life, and that's what they were known by. And that's how it is, our testimony. Uh, It doesn't matter all the great things you do, you're known In the end, and you can live uh, many years for God and you can do some great things. And in the end, people will always remember the worst. And that's just how we are. That's just how we are. And people will always uh, jump to the worst conclusion about people. And and always uh, people always point the finger at people's faults. But Uzziah had Isaiah there. And thank God for the man of God that stood by him. And, and stuck it out with him to the end. And it grieved Isaiah when Uzziah died. And he said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. And it's a wonder how uh, uh, we can get through the tough times. And the Bible says there was a year for Isaiah. In the year that King Uzziah died, he was thinking about that one year. And if you've lived life for any uh, short amount of time, you're going to have a tough year. I had a tough year in my life where everything fell apart. 
I had a tough year where I don't know how I got through it, but I did. And if you've not had that year, it's going to come to you one day. And this was Isaiah's year. It was the year where King Uzziah died. The year where he spent his youth as a man of God to stay by the king, and his king passed away. And he saw his king uh, make a grave mistake and become a leper. Now, a leper in the Bible, a leper couldn't go into the house of God. A leper couldn't hang out with the people of God. They were always permanently set apart. They lived in exile because leprosy was contagious. It spread to other people. So God forbid anybody that had leprosy to be with anybody else but lepers. And that was the king of Judah. And Isaiah uh, stuck it out with them to the end, though. And it was that year when Uzziah died. How many ever had a tough year in their life? A year they'll never forget. A year they said, how did I make it through that? But in this year, the Bible says, the year that Uzziah died. Let me tell you how Isaiah made it through. Isaiah went on to see uh, himself as a prophet to the king for three more kings. He was next to Jotham, which son of Uzziah. He was next to Ahaz, son of Jotham. He was next to Hezekiah, the great king. Um, and he served these great kings for, for the next uh, 40, 50 years, right by their sides as the man of God. Let me tell you how he made it through. The Bible says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. Amen. He seen something greater. He seen someone more powerful. He's seen a man that couldn't make mistakes. And let me tell you something today. You might have the toughest year coming in your life. You may have already been through the toughest year. But let me tell you how you're going to get and move forward in your life. You need to see someone that's greater than you. You need to see someone that's not up here on a stage, but somebody who's behind this man up on a stage. You need to see the God of heaven who is sitting on the throne. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord. He's seen the Lord. He didn't see a king. They lost their king. The nation's in distress. They lost their king. Their king had already made a mistake in the end of his years. He was such a faithful king. The Bible says that Judah prospered so much by this king's hand. Uzziah was an amazing king. And in the very end, he made a mistake. That cost him his life. And what sorrow it brought to the entire nation, the Bible says. It was a sorrowful time. And when Uzziah had died, Isaiah seen someone else that made him get through. Isaiah got hold of God and seen God sitting on the throne. Let me tell you this. God is on the throne. Nobody can dethrone God. And God will never make a mistake at the end. Isaiah was not standing to, next to a king. He was standing next to the king. He was the man of God. And he represented God. And he stood for God. And he's seen always God on his throne. But specifically this year, he's seen God on the throne. He's seen also the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up. In Isaiah's eyes. You know, we, we think God is just 
someone we go to when we have issues. We think, God, oh, I need to, I need to pray because I have some problems. Listen, you ought, you ought to be always praying. He's your king. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. You ought not to just come to church because you, you feel like you've been straying from God. Listen, God ought to be your life. God, if, God, if the God is not your life, a God is your life. We are people who worship something in our hearts. We are people who praise something in our life. And we lift up something. I've gone to several uh, places and, 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 and met many different people. And I've seen some weird things. I've seen people who, who will give their lives. I went to one house one time. And this guy, his whole house was filled, I mean filled with filing cabinets. Not just around the walls, but every square inch is filing cabinets. And you had to walk around the house like this. I said, I said wow, I said, uh, do you collect filing cabinets? He said, no. He said, this, this is my retirement. I said, well, what is it? He said, they're stamps. I said, well, good luck. Stamps. This, the man gave him his life to stamps, literally. Literally gave his life to stamps. Gave his life to stamps. Maybe a one time, listen, you, don't, you can't give your life it's, I'm not against collecting things, and I'm not against, but listen, we ought, we ought to set our hearts and gather our hearts that God is our sustainer. God is our provider. You don't need to have your faith in some little pieces of paper that you, you, you could pay $1,000 for it one day, and the next day they're not worth a penny. King Uzziah died. Sorrow filled heart. You ever lost somebody? Isaiah seen God on the throne. He knew that God was in full control. High and lifted up in Isaiah's life, God was. God was high and lifted up. Higher. Higher. Higher than your situation. Higher than your problems. God is bigger. God is bigger than your, 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 what you chase after in life. God is bigger than what you give your time to. We seek and we spend our life on things that are of no value. And we forfeit God. We give up God to go after things that are of no value. But for Isaiah, God was high and lifted up in his life. The highest thing. God, you are high and you're lifted up in my life. Higher than, than my problems right now. Higher than anything else, oh God. That's who you are. And Isaiah's seen all the seraphims. The most beautiful creatures created. One day we'll see them. 
And the Bible says they sat around the throne of God, crying one to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And all their beauty and all their splendor. That's all they could cry. Because they could see God right there on his throne. If something so powerful like the seraphims, if something so beautiful like the seraphims, if something so amazing like the angels of heaven could only and always just sit around the throne of God crying, holy, holy, holy is God, then how much more we who are lower than the angels, how much more we that are not as powerful as the angels, so much more cry out to God. What amazing God that we serve. What amazing God that we, listen, you're saved today. You are a child of God. And much more than his child, you've been bought by the blood of Christ. You've been purchased. And he owns you. And it's time to walk with God. It's time to lift God up in your life as the God of heaven. He already is high and lifted up. But in your eyes, Isaiah was able to get through. This is the beginning of Isaiah. You know, there are 66 chapters in Isaiah. And if you read about Isaiah, it's nothing but about the Lord Jesus Christ. You say it's the Old Testament. The whole book is about the Lord Jesus Christ. Prophecy after prophecy after prophecy. The whole entire book is about the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, well, I don't see it. You better keep reading it until God opens your eyes and you'll see, wow, what beautiful words these words of God are. The whole book is about the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah had strength to move on. In Hezekiah's day, the last king he served under, there was a king of Assyria named Sennacherib that came against Judah. And they fled to Isaiah and said, Isaiah, please help us. Tell us what to do. Ask God for us what we shall do, what we could do. And Isaiah told him, don't worry about this man. I see someone that's higher and lifted up, that has power over every enemy. You ever lose sleep at night for worry and fear? That's high and lifted up and has power over every enemy. You ever worry yourself to the point where you get so stressed you get sick? That's high and lifted up and has power over every enemy that's come against you. They had already taken a lot of Judah into captivity. And it didn't make sense. It seemed like it was at the last hour. It seemed like it's impossible now for God to come through because most of it is already destroyed. That has power to restore. Isaiah, are you crazy? Sennacherib came already and took most of the men. We have nothing. All of our strength is gone. All of our weapons are gone. 
What's left is just a little remnant. And we've not come to tell you that, or ask for your help, we've come to tell you that it's over. And Isaiah looks up to heaven and remembers all the way back then when he lost his great king. And it still stuck with him then. Let me tell you something. The problems that you go through today may be the very problems that you need to have gone through to carry you through to tomorrow. And listen, you're going to go through things in life, and it's not about going through them, because no matter what you go through them, but it's how you go through them and how God refines you in the end. God's refining fire. Let it prove your faith. Let it show God, God, I'm not going anywhere. May, may the trials you go through drive you further on your knees in prayer. May the trials and hardships you go through bring you closer to God. May the trials you go through have you walk through the church doors more often. Not drive you further from God. And then in the end you'll show your faith is true for God. Faith is not belief, but faith is an action based on your, on your heart's true belief that no matter what, hell or high water, I'm sticking with God. And He's going to be the highest thing in my life. He's going to be my main priority in life. He's going to be the one that's lifted up in my life. I talk to people. And it's always the same old problems. Say, hey, you, you got problems that never go away, don't you? Yeah. Well, you got a God that's never going to go away either. Why don't you bring those problems to God and let God help you once and for all? Let God strengthen you once and for all. And those problems, listen, there's problems that will never leave. If it's not one problem, it's another problem. And that's why the Lord Jesus Christ has promised you that I will never leave you or forsake you. That where I am, there ye may be also. Allow God to take your problems today and strengthen you. God strengthened Isaiah and gave him the grace and strength to be the man of God for three more kings after that. And when Hezekiah sent his men to Isaiah. Isaiah looked up to heaven, looked back down at those men, and said, the army of Sennacherib is but a small thing for God. Isaiah, you know he's got 200,000 men. He's got, over, he's got like 200,000 men, and he's already taken us captive. Our God is higher. Our God is lifted up. And there is nothing too big for God to do. Where's your faith? What God do you serve that's that weak, that can't even come through in your life? What God do you serve that can't even touch a heart? What God that you, do you serve that can't even heal marriage? What God do you serve that can't restore a life again? That created, what kind of God do you serve 
that can't touch the hearts of people and do what God who's in control, whatever he wants to do, what kind of God is that? And what kind of God do you think he is? There is nothing too big for God. The Bible says that night, and God sent only just one of his angels. And that angel took his own sword from heaven and wiped out the entire army. Like this. By the commandment of God, so shall it be done in your life. If you will see the God that you serve, if you would see the God that you claim you serve, if you would see the God of the word of God high and lifted up in your life, if you will look at him as the God he is, as all the angels about his throne sing about and praise about and call out one to another about, if you will get out of your own world and see what God's world is all about, and it's all about you, and it's all about me, and he wants to make the difference and be the difference in our lives today. Isaiah was able to stand for many more years because he seen God high and lifted up. And God is high and lifted up. And there is no God like our God. There is nobody else than the God of the word of God who came and died on that cross for our sins. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I want to break it down. God's a God of heart. He loves you so much. that he overlooks everything and just sees you. There's times when you don't even want to look in the mirror. There's times when you don't even want to confront yourself. But that's all God wants to see. Because he loves you. And nothing you do will ever change that. And the only way to get God is by getting your heart. Giving your heart to him. Believing in your heart that Christ died on the cross for your sins. Why? Because you're a sinner. 
And it's absolutely necessary that you need a Savior. Nothing you do can take away sin. Nothing. But there's only one that shed his blood on the cross and has power, and has power, the Bible says, on earth to forgive sins. And that's Jesus Christ. He came from heaven. He's God. The Bible says, says by him all things were created. And the Bible says he gave his own life for your sin so that you may be together with him forever. And he wants your heart today. If you're saved, Christian, he wants your heart still. We're people who, listen, we're, we're, able, we're people. God is not even able to do this. God loves you no matter what. We can love somebody and then hate them at the next second. That's how messed up we are. It's important to keep our hearts focused on God and see him as the God he is and live as he's your God, high and lifted up. And hear the angels of heaven singing about him and praising his name. There is no greater God than our God. Let him be high and lifted up in your life today. Let's pray. Oh God, I pray. Lord, with all my heart, I plead, Lord, at the gates of heaven, for all of us, Lord, that you would help strengthen every need here. May your will break through in our lives that we can rise up and walk with Christ, our Savior, who redeemed us and bought us, Lord, with a high price. And I pray, Lord, that we would lift you up as the God of heaven you are. And there is no one greater, no one more powerful, no one more holy. You are God. Lord, I pray that you would help us as your people. In Jesus' name. Let's all stand. I want to invite you, if, if God has spoke to your heart, there's a time where we come down, we pray. If God spoke to your heart, would you come down and pray? Allow the Lord. If God walked by you and said hello, would you respond? Well, he does. He points people, points his word out in your heart, touches your heart, and he wants you to respond to him. He wants you to talk to him. And this is the time to do business with God. If your heart's hurting, if your heart's sorrowful, if you need some help, come down to the altar and you pray. You pray and ask God for some help in time of need.
Amen. You can be seated for a, a moment. We're going to have a baptism. Amen. And it's a time rejoicing when we see a brother in Christ get baptized. Ivan, I thought you were already ready. Where are you going, buddy? Here, come on back here. <laughs> Amen. Ivan came ready. What, what is baptism? Baptism doesn't save you. Amen. There is no work you can do that will wash away sin. Only the blood of Christ washes away sin. But God has given an ordinance um, of baptism. And what is water baptism? You remember when uh, in the in Acts, in the book of Acts, when somebody got saved, the Bible says that they were baptized. And usually they were baptized in the, in the river um, around uh, Jerusalem or in Galilee and, and, and wh- wherever they got saved, amen, they were baptized in the rivers there. And it represents as you go underwater, the Bible says in Romans chapter 5 that you were buried in your sins with Christ. You died with Christ and you were raised again with him. And that's what baptism means, submersed in the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is a special time. It's a pledge for every Christian that gets saved that they're going to walk with the Lord. And they're identifying themselves with Christ uh, when they get baptized. Amen. This is Ivan. Ivan got saved on Wednesday. Amen. Now, Ivan was, uh, um, he's been trying to walk with the Lord and, and do what's right, but he realized something was off. Amen. And the Bible says that when you go in the way of righteousness, you're going to stumble over somebody. And that somebody's Christ. And you get the option either to keep on living a religious life or to stop right there and receive Christ as your Savior. The only way to to heaven. And Ivan um, knew that his works weren't getting him anywhere. And he received Christ on Wednesday. Praise the Lord. Amen. Ivan, uh, did you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes. Yes, Amen. I did. Amen. We're going to baptize. All right. Ivan, the Bible says, Jesus said in Matthew 28, Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you would bless, oh God, our lives this week. Touch every heart here and use us in a great and mighty way. Lord, I pray that um, every person, Lord, would have a fervent walk with you and, and just teach us and guide us, Lord, as individuals. Lord, you love us. I pray, Lord, that you would gather our hearts to you. Let them be focused solely on Christ. Give us power and grace, Lord to uh, stay away from sin and, and every evil work and, 
And I pray, O oh God, that you would do a great work. Use us, I pray again, Lord, this week. Um, bless each day. I pray, Lord, you help us with our problems and at home and every situation. That, Lord, give us wisdom and grace to deal with them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you.